Of course, while they may be as simple as a pregnancy test, pork detection kits are significantly more pricey. They currently sell at $990 for a package of five. The custom-made kits vary in price, but are similar in cost. The applications of the pork detection kit are fairly obvious. We are launching this kit as a way to secure the kosher and halal supply chain. Right now, all you'll find is paperwork to secure that supply chain, explained Sahi, the company's CEO. We are proposing that at any stage in the process, you can interject, take a sample, and determine that it is certified. After all, the kosher and halal sector has grown by more than a third in the U.S. since 2010. But their scope is much bigger than just halal or kosher foods, or even lactose-free chocolate. Our vision is to build trust and secure the global food supply chain, said Sahi. The result is an empowered manufacturer who can make quick decisions in-house to ensure that their supply chain is pure and potentially save millions in revenue. Swiss Decode's goal feels particularly important right now. In the last five years alone, dozens of stories about adulterated, fake, or otherwise contaminated food have made shocking headlines. Beef burgers contaminated with horse meat. Lamb takeout that contains no lamb at all. The lie that is Kobe beef. Canned pumpkin pie filling that is actually winter squash. Lobster that isn't lobster. Fish that isn't the kind of fish it's supposed to be. Cheese that is partly wood pulp and flavoring. Adulterated or false food is, of course, nothing new. Ancient Romans used lead acetate to sweeten inferior wines. The medieval spice trade was rife with cheap substitutes, including plain old tree bark mixed in with cinnamon, dried wood with cloves, and sandalwood in saffron. In the 18th and 19th centuries, store-bought bread was whitened with chalk and alum. But history is equally shaped by those who helped fight unsafe or dishonest food practices. One of the most important jobs in medieval Europe was the garbler, who, like a modern food inspector, examined spices for signs of tampering. At the same time, guilds, which tended to hold monopolies on their areas of trade, imposed strict regulations on the quality of products sold by members. When standards became lax, scandals, often involving illness or even death, prompted public outcry and forced a re-examination of how food is made and sold. Though Upton Sinclair intended The Jungle, his 1906 expose of the horrific labor conditions in a Chicago meatpacking factory, to be a socialist call to arms, what readers remembered best was the stomach-turning revelation that they hadn't been eating what they thought they'd been eating. The public outrage led to the Meat Inspection Act and the Pure Food and Drug Act, establishing what would later become the Food and Drug Administration. Sinclair later famously claimed, I aimed at the public's heart, and by accident, I hid it in the stomach. Today we have far more precise tools to ferret out fraud. Since 2010, the U.S. Customs and Border Protection Laboratory and Scientific Services Division has used DNA analysis to determine if a product entering the country has been mislabeled, violates the Convention on International Trade in Endangered Species of Wild Fauna and Flora, also known as CITES, or is meat from a quarantined country, i.e. chicken from a country with endemic avian flu. The increasing use of DNA barcoding, a method that uses a short genetic sequence from a given genome to identify a species, has made the quality of sequencing better and made CBP's work easier. We've had cases in the past of shipments that were declared as big-eye tuna that were actually yellowfin tuna, said Matt Burke, 
Branch Chief of Food and Organic Chemicals Team for the CBP's Science Division. They're both tunas, fine, but there's a pretty substantial financial difference there. One case sticks out in his mind. We had one shipment declared as cotton-knitted ladies' clothes, but it was actually dehydrated pork. It didn't take DNA analysis to figure out that the import wasn't what it said it was, but figuring out exactly what it was is part of the work they have to do. DNA analysis, Burke says, is a really powerful tool in our toolbox. Doing morphology on a whole fish is hard. Doing it on a fish fillet is impossible. But with the DNA analysis, I can tell you what it is, he says. But it isn't only law enforcement agencies or biotech startups that are turning to DNA analysis to catch out fraudulent foods. In 2008, two teenagers in New York City made headlines after they used barcoding to determine that much of the fish peddled at Manhattan sushi restaurants was mislabeled, to put it kindly.